new episode of the Rebel Radio Podcast. Yep, it's that time again. Yes, sir. Um, as the uh, the month of August is rolling down, um, summer is coming to an end. Maybe not by the calendar, but by the um, and definitely not by the temperature. No, or the temperature. Kids yeah. are back to school, um, and that's why we had our fun back to school special last week. And this is a little bit of a continuation as we do these three animated films in a row. Um, before we get to some uh, back to some adult fare and then definitely some adult fare and Halloween horrors month, but uh, but um, no, definitely not temperature wise. I mean, it's still hot as balls in Texas, and uh, yes, and it thundered over here. I don't know if it really rained over here tonight, but even if it did rain, it didn't rain enough to yeah, it just rained a little bit. I never really peeked outside, I was like, I was too afraid to see something I haven't seen in months. <laughs> yeah, like, what is this? <laughs> it might have shocked me, yeah. I was thinking it feels like more the last few times it has rained, we've lost power. So I was like, man, no, let's not lose power. Not we're supposed to do a podcast for real. Yeah, you know, it's like that would not that would not be bueno bueno. So you know, it's like especially with that thunder, you know, you just never know. I know. I even did a double take. I'm like, what is that? I was making dinner and I'm like, is that thunder? And I, I hear it again. I'm like, holy shit, it is thunder. You're like, like you know, some someone playing music with their yeah. loud subwoofer. That's an unfamiliar <laughs> sound. Well, yeah, like there is this. Uh, car that goes by pretty often down the street with subwoofers playing. I thought maybe it was that guy, you know, and, uh, and they, they go visit a house down the street that I'm, um, wondering what, what is sold out of that house. If you know what I mean? Yeah. Cause quite often people pull up to the house and they're there about five minutes and then they're gone. And it, I've seen it several times. So it makes you wonder what they're selling in the house. Pokemon yeah. cards. Yeah. Got to catch them all, baby. Pokemon cards with a little dust on them. Yeah. Um, but, but I mean, it's like pretty obvious. It's like, yeah. You know, somebody's dealing something out of this house. Yeah, anyway, one day you'll see a bunch of unmarked, unmarked cop cars. It happened in my neighborhood once. We talked, I was in high school. They pulled like barrels of it, you know, like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, like yesterday. I mean, I can say this because no one knows where I live, but except for you and people that really know me. But like, I Waverly was outside riding her bike because you know we have had the evenings. It's been a little bit breezy, you know. So yeah. we go ride our bike last night, and we're going down the street, and this this couple pulls up, and they um, look like honestly, they look like meth heads, and they go into the house, and they come out five minutes later. It's like, what were you doing at this house? It's yeah, like, it's pretty obvious. You know, I've seen Breaking Bad. Yeah. <laughs> It's the blue stuff, man. That's right. So anyway, but uh, otherwise, um, you know, it's, it's uh, been another another week and um, uh, a good week overall. You know, I'm ready yeah. for Friday tomorrow. I'm ready for the week to end and kind of a last free weekend with school starting. Not much going on this weekend and uh, it'll get busy soon enough. You know, middle son playing baseball and again and school starting and I don't know. In some ways, I'm ready for routine again. Yeah. Kids, def- kids definitely need to go back to school. I don't know about yours, but mine are wound up through the roof. For real. So they need structure. So. Yeah, it's like it's so hot outside. I don't want, you know, they're. I let them have outside time, and I'm like, all right, you got to come in. You guys are, like, melting out there, get some water. And they want to bring their bicycles inside, my younger ones. And I'm like, no, <laughs> no. But that's not how this works. Yeah. It's like those are not meant for the inside. That's better than the time when it was so hot outside that Michael literally asked me, can I bring the lawnmower to the house? I'm like, can you what? I was like, no. <laughs> no. He literally asked if he could bring the lawnmower to the house. I was like, no. You walk your ass through the side of the house and go through the fence. Is it new in the box? And no. <laughs> then no. I still, to this day, cannot believe he asked me that. I was like, are you serious? And then I looked at his face. And I realized he was serious. I was like, wow. Um, wow. No. Like, I thought and this was a joke. Really? No. <laughs> uh you know, Bill Cosby might have turned into a creep, but sometimes his show about the things kids say is very true. They say the darndest things, man. Yeah, they say some they stuff. They do. Like, what? Like my, my little baby girl, I said, ready to go back to school? And she goes, yeah, and I think I've decided I'm going to be good, but if somebody messes with me, I'm not going to be nice. I was like, okay. Wow. Okay. To say. <laughs> well, she, she had her back to school last week in the – she saw the kid. She goes, Dad, you see that kid over there? I'm like, yeah. She goes, he's the one that made in fun of my dress. I don't like him. And the look in her eyes said it all. 
she she could have probably ripped his head off right there. <laughs> I believe it. You know, I think she's got it in her. Ooh, she's uh, definitely the reason I'm getting gray hair. <laughs> Couldn't end up like you over there soon enough. Ball, this could be. <laughs> that's, that's, hey, man, let's join. I'll, we'll share techniques. But, you, um, yeah. Yeah, man. So, you know, but uh, yeah, almost end of August here, rolling to September, your birthday movie coming in a couple weeks and uh, a week after next, actually. Yeah. So we got yeah. one in between. And uh, man, you're, how old are you turning? I will be 37. Oh, man. So we got. So you and me, man, we're going to have to do, dude, we're going to have to do, we might have to, we're going to have to have two big parties in three years. We are, I, man. My 50th and your 40th. Two milestones. Too, it would be too much to do them together because that would be way too many people. Oh, we're gonna, yeah. We're going to have to have two rocking parties, man. We'll bookend it August and September. <laughs> Go with a bang, you know? Yes. That's what we'll do. All out. <laughs> Strippers, cerveza, and... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Midget wrestling. Yeah. Midget wrestling. Mud wrestling. You name yeah. it. Yeah. It. It'll be the end all of parties. But yes. The party of parties. <laughs> no, but yeah. Don't, don't tell Jackie I said that. But no, yeah, no, no. Uh, that, uh, we'll, we'll have a regular family party and that'll be the, uh, that'll be the secret guy party. Yeah. Yeah. We'll ha- we have to have a front. You know, you got to have a, the front. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, let's do this. Let's get into some podcasting today. As a, we've got a, it's mostly it's a mostly Star Wars episode. I mean, we'll just we'll just go with that. Um, Definitely. And but you know, Star Wars is our jam. And uh, you know, I get people all the time. They, yo, what's the name of your podcast? Rebel Radio podcast. I go, oh, is it a Star Wars podcast? No, but it is definitely inspired by Star Wars, heavily influenced by Star Wars because that's probably, I mean, our most favorite thing in the world. Um, yes as far as genres go and, and fandoms, um, you know, and, and so there's no doubt about that. And uh, I love talking Star Wars, always have, always will. And we haven't done a Star Wars movie since Return of the Jedi. So um, we, uh, and, and we sort of missed out on the 20th anniversary of Attack of the Clones last year, not really on purpose, kind of more by accident. And uh, yeah, and because, well, we had the 300th episode of Return of the Jedi coming up. So we're like, ah, we're definitely doing Return of the Jedi over Attack of the Clones. So, <laughs> So the Star Wars, the Clone Wars today here in just a little bit. But before we get to that, uh, we're going to talk about some things we watched first. And then we're going to dive into Ahsoka. And then we're going to look back at uh, where Ahsoka started with the Star Wars, the Clone Wars movies. Um, so I um, did not watch too much new this week, except for uh, I did watch Elemental since you watched it last week. And uh, I am... Um, Man, I'm not going to be as harsh on you. Know, you you've been you've been a little harsh on movies lately. A little harsh. You, Maybe so. You've been on a you've been on like a, a spill lately where you're just like, fuck Splinter and his new origin, and and fuck Barbie. And well, I mean, I would fuck Barbie, <laughs> but um, but you you know yeah, different context. And, <laughs> and you're like, fuck Elemental, man. Pixar, you know. Nah, you didn't say that, but. I, I do agree it's been done before. It doesn't break any new ground. Yeah, it mean, feels but, too but, familiar, too but safe. But overall, though, I thought it was fine. I mean, it was. I thought it was really well animated. Um, I, I thought that was it was handled. Um, it is well very, animated. Very colorful, very nicely. I thought the voice work was good. Um, I thought it was a good story, even though kind of familiar and done before. Um, uh, but overall, I enjoyed it. The kids watched it. They liked it. Um, well, Michael didn't really watch it. Just the little ones did. And they thought it was good. And, um, you know, it, it's Pixar. You know, you can rarely go wrong with, with Disney and Pixar. Most of the stuff they do is yeah. pretty solid. Um, you know, I, there's been a few I haven't cared for as much. Like uh, Strange Worlds wasn't as good, even though I was hoping it would be. And, and I thought Turning Red was just okay. But um, but I thought Elemental was uh, was pretty good. I think, like you said, I think it just suffers from kind of familiarity. You know, it's been done before. But um, but, yeah. but, a, but a good little Disney movie. Um you know, not the worst thing ever, not the best. And it was entertaining for an, an evening, afternoon to watch. And uh, so, you know, um, so I'm not as harsh on as you. I, I still, uh, you know, still can't forgive you for Dog and Ninja Turtles. But, you know. <laughs> I said it was enjoyable. It was awesome. <laughs> and uh, other than that, man, I, uh, I'm trying to think what else I really watched new this week. Uh, man, not much. I, I've... Uh, 
watch just a lot of old stuff, man. I, I watched The Flash again just because I felt like watching it. And I, okay. You know, I, I, I mean, I, I'm starting to like it a little bit more every time I watch it, you know, I guess. The second time, it's like the first time I saw it in theaters, I really, I liked it. When I saw it the second time at home, I was like, okay, I can see some flaws in it. But then the third time I watched it, I kind of just forgave the flaws and thing and just really enjoyed it again. You know, I don't know. I think it's a fun movie. Um, it's cool to see. I just, I feel like Keaton got screwed on his Batman comeback. Though. Yeah. Like, man, it sucks. Cause it's Unfortunately. Just, it's just not fair. You know, and uh, we could have had a Batman Beyond movie, goddammit. We could have. Yeah, man, that that would have been cool to see in I mean, theaters. And I can't help but think if it all goes back to Warner Brothers, just not rushing Justice League. You know, when, when after Snyder's took his break from his daughter's untimely death, yeah, sh- they just give him time to finish the movie. Okay, you know what? We'll push it back. It's cool, you know. But if they had to bring in weed in and rush it, and I really think that's where it started going downhill. You know, was was with that release and because uh, it yeah. Was it was too close to the heels of Avengers and the popularity of those movies. And you expect a big bag superhero justice league. And it wasn't what they expected. Yeah. Cause they rushed it, you know, yeah. Marvel had taken like, you know, what, how many years they took like right. four, four, four or five years until they got everybody together. And then you go and you see the Snyder cut of justice league and you realize like, man, this could have really been something if it had been put out like this as a two parter in theaters and, Mm-hmm. I think people would have uh, appreciated it more. So, you know, it's unfortunate. And I guess we just have to accept we have to move on to James Gunn's uh, new DCU here in a couple of years and, um, and go from there. And uh, just, I just, I think it bugs me the most just wanting more for Michael Keaton's comeback. Uh, that's just what irritates me. I yeah. Really like, you know, hoping. And, and, you know, by the time they got around to even possibly doing that again, I think Keaton's just going to age out and be too old. I mean, he's almost 70 now, you know. So, yeah, he's like right there where you'd have to act like right now, yeah, you know. So, it's unfortunate. Um, but other than that, man, I um, that's really all I can think of. I've really watched it. Was a new new this week was Elemental. I, mean, I was kind of slack this week a little bit. Okay. Well, I watched I uh, besides Ahsoka, of course. Yeah, besides Ahsoka, um, I liked the Invincible series, and so I went ahead and watched the uh, prequel. Uh, episode, uh, you know, little little movie, Adam Eve. It was and, weird. My, my boss watches that show. He yeah, I, he he asked me if I had seen it. I'm like, no, I. So he knows I watch most of the Supergirl stuff. I said I watched like most of the first episode, and I just never went back. And and then, uh, I just saw it as a strange. I just didn't picture him sitting down watching that. Yeah, maybe. Uh, oh, maybe he saw the brutalness of of the you know animation and and uh, you know and. and Thought it was interesting. That's what I did. I, I saw the brutalness of the animation and right. just saw it through. Um, and it's the same way with the uh, with this movie too. Um, but it's uh, I liked it. Um, it. It's in the same vein of as the Invincible series. You still have the same bloody type animation, kind of brutal. And uh, her origin story is definitely interesting um, and definitely adds more to her character. So. If you're interested in, in watching it, I definitely, uh, yeah, definitely give it a give it a watch and check it out. Um, another thing I did is is get caught up on my uh, Babylon Five. Oh uh, shit! Oh yeah, I am like halfway through season two, uh, so I'm chugging along. Um, hopefully, I can be on season three next week. Yeah. And scratch, don't, I realize don't watch long, don't watch the road home yet. It is okay. a bit, there are some things you'll need to know. So it, it's, you could watch a spoiler free, but there's a few tidbits here that might be either a little, not no, so much confusing, but if you're real, pay attention to really things, it could spoil a few things. So I would wait a little bit. Yeah. You'd probably watch it after the shadow war is done. So halfway through season four, you'd be able to watch it. Okay. Good call. I, I almost bought it today. I was like, oh, you know what? I'm going to, because I had a, I had a back payment from work and I wasn't expecting it. And I was like, whoa, okay. I was like, I'm going to get some extra stuff today that I've been, yeah. I, I got the, unfortunately I spent it on stuff that I needed, not stuff that I wanted right. necessarily, but I was going to get to that. And so I'll, I'll you, hold off on it. Yeah. And, and by the time you get ready to watch it, my, it's, it's expected to show up on HBO Max eventually once it's through and it's streaming and, oh, yeah. and video sales. So. 
Um, and then, uh, other than that, I did watch, um, <clears throat> no hard feelings. Um, the wife wanted to watch something and, uh, she wanted to see a, a comedy and I was like, you know what? I was like, uh, it's new to buy. We were both going to go to the movie theater and watch it anyways. So I went ahead and bought it. I usually it don't. It is funny. I, I was actually surprised. You actually bought it on one of your accounts? I bought it, yeah. Right, I might watch it then. Yeah. Because uh, I kind of was like, you know me in comedies, I'm kind of picky. But I'm like, man, Jennifer Lawrence doing the naughty bit thing? Okay, I kind of want to watch this. And she shows everything in the movie. I'll just let, let you know. It's a stand-in, though. Oh, it's a stand-in? I've heard that. May Well, maybe she just goes topless then. Yeah. I don't know if it's a man. It's that's a. I don't know how you would do a stand-in. Maybe similar to what they did with Under the Skin with yeah. uh, with uh, Skojo, um, but I, I think on on Under the Skin you don't see her face, and in this one, it's Jennifer Lawrence's face. So it's like, okay, so huh, maybe she did. I had heard that there was no some controversy, you know, whether it was real or not. So huh. okay, I'm gonna have to research that. But yeah, I was just like, and it's in a funny bit too so it's uh it's it's interesting um but no i I feel like um it's it's kind of similar the whole story is kind of similar to she's all that you know and uh it it reminds me a little bit of that but you know obviously a different type of premise um but it's uh it's a good movie um i think uh it's it surprised me i didn't think it was going to be that good um but it is and uh it was funny seeing Matthew Broderick again on screen. I hadn't seen him in a movie in a while. He just kind of has a small part. He plays the dad. He doesn't have a huge role in it really, as far as like in the movie for a lot of time. Um, so he's just in a, in the movie for the parts that he absolutely needs to be in there. And the rest is handed off to Jennifer Lawrence and the boy who kind of looks like Linguini from Ratatouille. It's funny. I, I, the more I looked at him, I was like, he looks like Linguini from Ratatouille. <laughs> and Jackie's like, oh my God, he does. Uh, but yeah, uh, I watched that and, uh, and that's about it other than uh, Ahsoka. Yeah, man. Well, um, all right. Well, let's, um, let's, let's get into that. Um, Ahsoka, man. Uh, you know what? Let's come back to Ahsoka. Let's do a real brief news and then we'll, we're going to tie that way. We can tie Ahsoka and the Clone Wars together. Okay. There's not a lot of news. Um, one is Star Wars related, so it'll be a perfect lead in. Um, did you see the trailer for Zack Snyder's Rebel Moon coming in? Yes. Oh my Dude. God. It looks badass. It looks like Star Wars, Mad Max, Dune, Star Trek, all these sci fi things together. Yes. But at the same time, I'm like, God, I want to watch this because it looks freaking cool. I mean, it's like, you know, apparently word was that it was some sort of Star Wars script that he had wrote back before Disney even bought Lucasfilm because yeah. George, George has asked him to write a script and. He reworked it over the years and tried to sell the film to Warner Brothers, and they said no. And now uh, it went to Netflix. And uh, but it just it looks awesome. It looks like a Snyder film. The slow motion. It just looks. It just looks freaking cool. I can't yes. wait. It's definitely gonna be watching over Christmas weekend when it comes out on Netflix for sure. No, I, I think it's it's definitely worth a watch and probably a rewatch too. Yeah, I think it's that kind of movie. And for people that don't know, it's gonna be two parts. Part one is December 22nd. Part two will be on Netflix in April. Um, and Zack Snyder saying they're not sequels or anything. It's just, a, it's a long film. I mean, Netflix basically let him make the movie he wanted without having to cut it. So it's, it's two parts of the film put together. So wow. it's going to be out on Netflix in uh, December. And uh, second, the other news is uh, the, the popular Star Wars game, Dark Forces, it's getting a remaster. And it's going to be out that. on uh, PlayStation, Xbox, all the systems. It'll be out later uh, later this year, uh, or early next year. They're saying they haven't given a release date, but it says sometime in twenty twenty four. So, um, Star Wars Dark Forces with Kyle Katarn um, in it. So, for, I remember that game. I don't remember like playing it all the way through, but I do remember it. So, um, but that's really all the news, man. The strike is still going on. Things are still slow. Um, it's just, it just is what it is. We we we're, I'm, I I I even dig really hard and like. I couldn't find anything to talk about this week. Yeah. It's like, oh, but yeah, yeah, I don't got, think there's anything that really has other going than on. A right lot. before we hit the news, it looks like speaking of Dune, it looks like Dune part two is getting delayed till March because these studios are just worried because they can't have the actors promoting the films. Um, so one of the few fall films that 
you know, I didn't watch the first one on the big screen because it came out during COVID, but I was probably going to go try to see the second one on the big screen and one less movie to see this fall as it looks like it's going to be pushed back to March. So yeah, it's just unfortunate as things continue to drag out with these strikes. But uh, that leads us into Star Wars Ahsoka, the long-awaited premiere uh, spinoff on Disney+. Plus. It finally came. I mean, we've been talking about this for a couple of years uh I remember about a year, year and a half ago, it seemed like the first behind the scenes shots hit, you know, we're, we're looking for this. And it just felt like this was, it took a long time to finally get here. And it finally hit this week on Disney Plus with a two part premiere on Tuesday night. And um, for Star Wars Rebels fans, it was everything I would want it to be. I mean, it's basically Rebels season five. And yes. Uh, oh, and yeah. It's, and it's fantastic for Dave Filoni. It just continues to, do awesome with what he does with star Wars. Yeah. And, and uh, it was just two really exciting episodes. Uh, I read people say it was slow. I'm like, what do you mean it was slow? It had lots of fights and it had lots of action. I mean, you can't go balls to the walls action. You've got to have some exposition and story set up. Exactly. It was nowhere. Andor was slow. Yes. I mean, Andor I, was slow. I'm sorry. I, I can appreciate Andor for what it was, but Ahsoka is my star Wars. That's what I want. I want lightsaber fights. I want intrigue and espionage and excitement and wittiness and, and 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 i don't want and dave filoni's fucking cowboy hat that's what that's i want that's right i want his and, cowboy hat on his head but that's where it gets his power that's true he just channels it through a that huge cowboy fan hat. of rebels man and uh, just to see sabine and hera and and come to life on the big screen and, and chopper and let's not leave yeah. out our, our droid chopper i mean and how good are they i mean so Mary Elizabeth Winesett, who plays Hera, she has the smirk down, the looks, everything, just like Rosario Dawson does with uh, Ahsoka. The same for the girl I don't know her name that plays Sabine. Uh, I mean, she just has the little the little lip movement, the twitch that she has, that smirk in her face. Oh yeah. I mean, Filoni and the crew did such a good job casting these people and bringing them to life. And and then after two episodes, I realized, man, I only have six more episodes because like. I could oh, already dang, after yeah. two episodes. I could watch this forever, you know, just seeing these characters come back to life. And of course, talk about the story a bit. We know, uh, you know, Ahsoka continues her quest that she's heard rumors that Thrawn is still out there, and uh, and possibly if Thrawn is out there, she believes that maybe Ezra is too. And uh, so she's searching for a map that could show the location of where Thrawn is. And uh, and with that, we're introduced to a couple of uh, I I wouldn't call them Sith, but Dark Siders. Played by uh, the late Ray Ray Winstone, no Ray Stevenson. Sorry, Ray Stevenson, and um, another another female actor. She's a Ukrainian. Ukrainian with very cool yeah. orangeish lightsabers, and we're introduced them very on early on, and uh, and they're doing the work for um, Morgan, who we were introduced to during Mandalorian season two, mm-hmm. who was a magistrate. Who turns out she's a night sister. Whoa, that was like holy shit. She's a she's a night sister. And she's hiring them to find Thrawn for her also because she wants to bring him back so that the uh, basically they can reform the Empire. I mean, it's the ultimate goal of all this. And uh, and it, it's it's set up perfectly. It's set up really cool. Uh, Ray, St- Ray uh, Stevenson's character is a little bit cautious. I mean, he's a little bit worried about Ahsoka being involved. So that shows you that the respect that she has throughout the years of being this floating uh, Jedi warrior you know, that she was. And even though she doesn't call herself anymore he's a little concerned um because ahsoka's a badass you know? oh yeah um it was just there was a lot to take in in the first two episodes i really liked the speeder sequence with sabine as she's being chased by uh the, it was so cool to see a, how cool was it to see a live action a live version of lethal this planet that we visited constantly through four seasons of rebels and there it is on our televisions with tom clancy yeah or no, uh, Clancy Brown. Clancy Brown, sorry, yeah, Tom yeah. Clancy, Clancy Brown. Clancy Brown, man, he's just showing up everywhere. John yeah. Wick, and now he's in Star Wars. I mean, you know, well, Sponge SpongeBob stopped airing, so he's got to do something now. That's right, man. <laughs> and uh, that was cool. That was kind of unexpected. Um, great lightsaber fights throughout the first two episodes in it. Yeah. Uh, you know, we we get some hints that after Rebels, that Ahsoka must have tried tried to train Sabine. We knew she had. She was a bit force sensitive from her use of the dark saber and her connection to the Night Sisters and Rebels. We knew that already, but it looks like Ahsoka must have tried to train her at some point, but it just wasn't working out through her stubbornness. And they seemingly parted ways at some point after the events of uh, 
last time we saw them was after the Battle of Endor in the end of mm-hmm. Rebels, and they were just going. They were like, "We're going to find Ezra together." But somewhere after that, they must have had a falling out. They must have gave up on finding Ezra, and Sabine went her way, and Ahsoka went her way, and and now they've been brought together. And we get to see Sabine use her lightsaber a little bit, which we find out was Ezra's lightsaber in mm-hmm. the second episode. And uh, I thought that was really cool. And I can't help. Do you think it's possible the Inquisitor is Ezra? Man, that would be nuts. Okay, the way he holds his lightsaber pointed downward and Ahsoka even looks at him like, she gives him a look. I was like, if Dooku can mask his dark side against the Jedi Council, why is it not possible Ezra can't mask it? Yeah, and he had it. Yeah, he had the dark side in him. Ezra could mask it against if it, if he hasn't been taken over. If it's part of his plan, why can't he mask it against those dark sides? Dude, that would be a badass story. I mean, yeah, I can't help but think the way he held his lightsaber, the way he moved. I mean, it just—I'm wondering, man. You know, no, that's that's fair, and yeah, uh, yeah I mean, ah, now that you mention it, I know there's an official. It makes sense, member. Yeah, for the Inquisitor, but you know. That doesn't mean anything. They do things like that to throw people off all the time. You know. And that would be like one of the perfect things to throw into like a finale. Yeah. It'd be I crazy. Mean, um, what did you think, man? I'm rumbling on. I mean, to your to the first two episodes. Yeah. No, I liked it. I like the lightsaber fights. I like the, uh, the little rebelness that Sabine showed. Um, I like the little, you know, comical, you know, Sabine, run. And then she doesn't show up. Like uh, uh, like Captain America in the first Avenger, and they're like, he's like, well, I'll just accept this award on their behalf. Uh, but yeah, there's a there's definitely more Ahsoka to be wanted now, um, and, and it's so funny how she started off as this uh, unwanted character after she appeared in the movie that we are going to talk about today, and now she's you know she's a fan favorite, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, we want more Ahsoka. You know, we want a series. And uh, I think we're going to get exactly what we wanted um, following the following these two episodes. Yeah, I agree, man. I um, Like I said, I uh, you know, the Star Wars TV shows that we've gotten since Disney Plus became a thing have been, all of them, I've liked something about them. I mean, I've enjoyed The Mandalorian a lot. And I know people knock the book of Boba Fett, you know, but I, I was fine with it. I, I, yeah. I never overthink these characters too much. You know, I, I'm just glad to revisit this world and they expand on Boba Fett's mysteriousness. So what, you know, I mean, you know, cause Boba Fett got a lot of his lore from being, you know, the, the action figure that was a giveaway that it wasn't a rocket firing thing. And then he shows up in the movies and he became a big deal cause he's only in there a few seconds. And, mm-hmm. but, but it's okay to tell more stories just cause it's not what you wanted. Uh, and then, then Obi-Wan, you know, was, um, was exciting. I think, um, I think it felt a little forced, like they felt like they had to tell this Obi-Wan story and they kind of forced him into conflict with Darth Vader again. And, and maybe it take a little bit away from him seeing Darth Vader on the Death Star later on. I can see how people could say that, but I enjoyed it for what it was. The final yeah. episode was really awesome. Um, Andor was good, even though very slow to start. Um, not my favorite of the shows. Uh, you know, the animated stuff has all been really good. The Bad Batch, the Rebels, all that stuff. But Ahsoka was just something... I've been looking forward to the most of all of them, I think, even more than the Mandalorian shows. I mean, I think I enjoyed the Mandalorian, but I didn't know what to expect to it. Then when I mm-hmm. heard they announced Rosario Dawson was playing a live action Ahsoka and we were going to get our Mandalorian season two, it really lifted Mandalorian for me more, you know? Um, and, and cause it's a character that as we're going to talk about in a minute, that's become a huge fan favorite and has grown on us over the years. And uh, so it's super exciting to have Ahsoka, or Rebel Season 5, as people are jokingly call it. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, essentially that's what it is. Um, and, and I can't wait for these other six episodes, and I'm going to enjoy them each week. And hopefully it doesn't go by too fast, you know, because it's like... Uh, Got to enjoy it. To take yeah. some time to enjoy it and, and try and, you know, let it, uh, you know, space out and as much as possible. Because uh, yeah. before you know it, it'll be over. And, and we got to wait another couple of years for something. Yeah, and just see how it plays out. And it's just... Dave Filoni is uh, just conti- and John Favreau just continue to do the Lord's work with these Star Wars shows and giving us the characters we want, and um, I'm looking forward to more Ahsoka. But uh, but now let's let's uh, 
let's look back on where we got our start with Ahsoka. So they announced um, in 2006 or so or seven that they were making a Star Wars animated series after Revenge of the Sith came out. It was going to air on the Cartoon Network. It was going to be called The Clone Wars, and it was going to tell the stories about the Clone Wars in between Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. And as time went along, uh, George decided uh, that, you know what, Let's let's uh, how about a theatrical release for the pilot film? Um, originally, these episodes were going to be like three or four episodes that were going to air separately. But then George said, you know, these could work as a movie, and he made a deal with Warner Brothers to distribute the film, which was interesting that it wasn't uh, Fox at the time. and uh, But Warner Brothers, I think, has a majority stake in Cartoon Network, if I remember right, was part yep. of it. And uh, so they decided to put out a theatrical film called Star Wars The Clone Wars in August of 2008, which we saw together with your wife and my ex-wife carrying uh, burritos and foil underneath their shirts into the movie theater. I'll never yes. forget that. <laughs> and you and me are shaking our heads at them like, they're embarrassing us. They're embarrassing us. Uh -huh. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and my wife was pregnant at the time. So, you know, that was when our first child. So, you know, she was always hungry. And uh, that's but, just how uh, it is. So, you know, we went and saw the Clone Wars film. And and uh, I think if I remember correctly, like the next week after it aired, they aired like two episodes. And then you had to wait like so. a few months till the season started. Yeah. yeah they, they, they said it was like a whole big advertising thing. Go see the movie in theaters now. We're going to show you two episodes. But then the real show is not going to premiere until like January. If I remember correct, or something like that. Maybe it was November. It was a couple months later, you know. And uh, so they had this whole idea to to market the show that way. And uh, the film, the film wasn't widely successful at the box office. It wasn't like other Star Wars films that are making gazillion dollars. But pretty good for but you know for what it costs. Film, it yeah. made it made thirty five million its opening weekend, which is good for a Star Wars for any yeah. animated film. And it was only eight million to make. Yeah, and ended up making like fifty eight million, I think, in domestically yeah. and like you know, hundred something million worldwide. So it made its money back And it. So the Clone Wars being the most, and the Clone Wars itself was the most expensive television ever animated television show ever made at that point. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm not sure by now, I'm sure there's some that's passed it up or even current Disney. stuff. at the time Clone Wars was a uh, rumor to cost almost a million dollars an episode, you know? And uh, so essentially um, the story is pretty simple. Uh, Jabba the Hutt's son has been captured. Uh, so, it's all what you mean, up. stinky, stinky. It's all been yeah. set up. It's been set up by the Republic or the, uh, the, which we don't know is, you know, the world doesn't know they're an evil Republic yet. Uh, well, they kind of do, right? I'm trying to think my continuity of Star Wars is all fucked nope. up. Well, it's set up between the Chancellor and, right, the, uh, yeah, and the, the Separatists. Sidious and the Separatists. Yeah. So they set it up. They want to make it look like the Republic did it. The Jedi did it. Yeah. Blame them. The Jedi. They say, no, we have to rescue Stinky in time so that Jabba takes our favor and we have the Hutt's favors in the war. So they they ask uh, Anakin to go and rescue Jabba's son, and they give him a new Padawan. And, and uh, Yoda Yoda gives him a new Padawan, who at first Anakin thinks that it's uh, Obi-Wan's new Padawan. And nope, it sure is Anakin. And, they, and that's mm -hmm. when we're introduced to the very young Ahsoka Tano. So essentially they go on this adventure to rescue Stinky, Jabba the Hutt's son, and uh, and Jabba finds out that he was double crossed by his uh, super flamboyant uncle. Uncle, yeah, and uh, that which pisses Jabba off, and Jabba's mad that the Separatists would do this. And along the way, we meet a Sod Ventress, and we get Count Dooku in there, also fighting the Je against the Jedi, and our, the final voice work of uh, Christopher Lee in this yeah. film. Um, you know, because he would pass away a few years later, but uh, and I think before. I don't know why he did. I, I guess he just didn't want to do voice work. He said he would do the movie, but he didn't do the animated series. Is what well, it, was it would time. be cost way too much to right. do. Yeah, it would cost yeah. him too much. And That's Samuel L. Jackson came back too. Yeah, Samuel L. Jackson came back for the movie, but not for the TV show also. And um, so they came back and did some great voice work. And we basically get a rousing, fun Star Wars adventure uh, told over an hour and a half. And you can kind of see where the episodes would have been separated. Yes. It's like four. The acts are very definitive. Right. But yet it tells a good story and it's fun. And I remember walking out of the theaters and enjoying this movie and, and having a blast with it and being super excited for the animated series. What I little I did not know was that, you know, here 15 years later, how big of a character Ahsoka Tana would become. <laughs> you know, yeah. Um, she's right up there with Harley Quinn as arguably the two most popular animated 
characters that were created for animated series that spawned into comic books and novels and action figures and live action. Um, and, and, and I think there's no, not much debate on that as far as those two characters. Um, so, and in, and in this movie, she is young, uh, spirited, feisty, uh, just like Anakin. Um, Mm -hmm. she's, she's witty. She's daring, but yet cautious because she is a Padawan. Um, but yet she's daring enough that Anakin realizes like, yeah, you're going to be all right. You know? Yeah. She gets, she definitely earns his respect. Yes. And it's such a different version of Ahsoka compared to what we have now where this adventure began. And it's amazing to think about where this movie started and throughout her development towards, we get to the end of Clone Wars, one of those final episodes that take place here in Revenge of the Sith, which he's kicked out of the Jedi order for being framed to see her become the fulcrum in rebels. And she's still called the fulcrum in the new Ahsoka show. Had you notice that nod too? Yeah. Um, just to see how far she's come, the maturity of her. It's almost like we grew up with a fake character, literally, you know? Yeah. yeah. And it all started in this film. What were your initial thoughts on the Clone Wars movie and the, sh- and, the and going into the show and from the movie theater? I mean, I, I, uh, I liked it, but it's, there's so many f- silly little tropes in there. Like, uh, you know, obviously it's a cartoon, so take that, you know, take that in hand as well. Um, but you know, the nicknames, <laughs> so many nicknames, sky guy, squints, stinky, snippy. Yeah. Snippy. And so it's, it's like, uh, it's, it's hard to take it, um, as a serious film, um, because of all that, but there's definitely some serious elements in there and some stuff that I wonder if they'll bring up in the, in the future. Like, are we going to see Jabba the Hutt's son, you know, later on, you know, he wasn't mentioned in the book of Boba Fett when all the huts, you know, came in. Um, so it, it makes me wonder. Um, but yeah, no, I, you know, remember seeing what it turned into and what it yes. spawned is now, you know, now gives it a, a different light. You know, I feel like it's, you know, it's a, it's a classic, you know, as far as like the animated star Wars stuff goes, which, you know, is not going to be hard to go to the top of that list. I feel like, right. uh, but it's, uh, I, I wonder why Hayden Christensen didn't come back, but I guess they just wanted to get some of the voice actors in there. Right. From the series. Uh, maybe that's why. I think that's a fair statement. It's to see where it was and where it came. You can tell that the animation's still a little rough at times. They're still finding their way. Um, I think Filoni himself was still learning how to develop animated series. You got to remember, too, this yeah. is under the Warner Brothers banner, uh, not the Disney banner. Uh, and, that, and I say that because you can tell the lost season and the final season that were under Disney. Or that well, the lost season aired on Netflix, but that was done by Disney, and then the final season on Disney Plus are a little more mature, and I think maybe yeah. it has something to do with it. Um, but you're right, maybe to, they were finding their way still. Like you know, we're making this for kids. Let's make jokes and stuff. But as it went along, though, the jokes got less and less because they realized like you know, kids aren't watching this. You know, people from age 25 to 45 are watching this. People who grew up with Star Wars. Yes, and uh, and that's fair to say that maybe Filoni. We're still getting his feet wet even with these early episodes, but you can see the brilliance in it too and where it was going. Um, in some ways, is it fair to say that Clone Wars is the closest in vision to what George Lucas originally had for Star Wars, meaning George Lucas was a huge movie serial guy. He talked about all the time going to the theater and watching Zorro and Captain America, the movie serials, Flash yeah. Gordon, and that's, oh, what yeah. based, and that's what he based Star Wars on. And Clone Wars... Definitely is movie serial style. Yeah, especially with the narration. Look at the narration. It's narrated like a movie serial. Yeah. Uh, and, and it, you know, because the tone is set with that, it flows like a movie serial as well. Uh, and I like, you know, uh, you make this point all the time that it definitely flushes out that connection between Anakin and the Chancellor. Yeah. Uh, because he goes to him all the time whenever he has an issue or a question and he develops that trust within him. And you can see how Anakin grew closer and closer and closer to him mm-hmm. and confided in him a lot. And it makes that transition where he goes from, you know, Jedi council, golden boy to Darth Vader, you know, yeah. 
Yeah, so it makes a whole Wars, lot more sense watching Wars this. definitely makes Revenge of the Sith better. Yeah. Um, no, for sure. Uh, not only that, on the flip side of that, even Count Dooku and the way he's twisted towards the dark side more and more by Sidious. Yeah. Um, and I rewatched a couple of the episodes of Tales of the Jedi, which we get some of Dooku's backstory. And you realize, like, Dooku wasn't necessarily an evil man to begin with. He was slowly twisted and twisted and twisted more and more. And by the time we get to the beginning of Clones Wars, so, you know, he's he's still doing the bidding of Darth Sidious and becoming more evil as it goes along. Um, of course, this takes place after Attack of the Clones, in which we already saw him be evil. But I think it mm-hmm. develops his character more, too, to get to that point to be in Revenge of the Sith when he's killed by Anakin. Um, and that's a great thing about Clone Wars. It flushes out these characters. I think Clone Wars made Obi-Wan better, too, because you got to see him be a general. He, that's where the, he, yeah. Throughout the movie and throughout the episodes. The negotiator. Yeah. You see where he gets the nicknames from now, mm-hmm. you know? And so you see him as a general. He's not just, you know, okay, you're going to lead this army. And, yeah. you know, okay, he's just the general now. It's like, no, he became it because of the multiple battles and exploits that he had to run and, and operate uh, in the Clone Wars. Yeah. It yeah. gives so much more meaning to Princess Leia's General Konomi when she calls him that. You know, you know why now? And then I think that's the great thing about Clone Wars is that it does do that. Exactly what you said. Fleshes out these characters more and more, makes them better. And, uh, and Filoni, as he goes along on the show, and he gets better and better with writing these characters and telling their stories, too. And the and it's fair to say that the movie is a is a big pilot episode where they didn't quite have all the kinks worked out yet, um, but it's still a fun movie. It's a fun animated film. It's a good one to watch. Uh, um, you know, it's enjoyable. It has some great lightsaber fights in it. You know, oh definitely um, things like that. It has some really great sequences too. Like there's stuff that if they were doing, we talked about this before with animated films that if you did live action, it would cost a ton of money. Like when the spider droids are going up the side of the wall. And Anakin and Ahsoka are going with them. Live action that would cost a gazillion dollars, but in animation, it's a really cool sequence. You know. Yeah, yeah, you can do that with animation. Uh, yeah. I mean, obviously the the eight million dollar bill is probably way. It probably costs like uh, like five hundred million mm-hmm. to to do something like that, especially with the amount of CGI that when they would need. Especially with the force field, the bat, yeah, the fir- sure. the first battle, the second battle. Maybe not so much the third act and the fourth, but Just yeah. The CGI of Job of the Hutt's son would cost a fortune in a film. Mm-hmm. Um, it does beg the question, though, what happened to Job of the Hutt's son? Because we see Jabba in A New Hope, of course, and then he gets murdered and, or as people, well, killed in Return of the Jedi. Like, where was his son all this time? Yeah. You know? Then the where book, was of Boba, he? book of Boba Fett, you know, Fett takes over the Hutt's organizations and stuff. And, hmm. Where was Jabba's son? Maybe he's out. Maybe just, you know, maybe he grew up, be a good kid, decided, I don't want any part of this crime shit. I'm just going to go be a hut in my life. Maybe he did. Home on Tatooine somewhere. You know? He started an, his own business, Pizza the Hut. That's it. Pizza the yes. Hut. Yes. Yep. Or maybe he just runs a nightclub with some cute Twilight dancers or something, you know? It's true. I mean, maybe yeah. he's, he's, he's Sunglass a Hut. Yeah, maybe, maybe yeah. after Return of the Jedi. He inherited all his dad's money, and now he's just living a little good life. Maybe he is. You know, one of those rich kids that wears, you know, a sweater vest. Yeah, because Jabba know? obviously had money if he's paying Boba Fett to capture Han Solo and paying people rewards. I mean, you know. Yeah, enslaving Princess Leia, making her wear a gold bikini, uh-huh. making Luke fight the Rancor, you know, throwing Twi'leks. Yeah, he owned a Rancor. Yeah. That had to cost a bit just to feed, you know. Yeah, he had to pay Danny Trejo to train him, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that was Boba Fett. That was after. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah that's, that's right. Yeah, the short, fat guy who trained his rancor. Oh, that's right. And he, he cried. Yeah, he cried. He cried whenever, whenever. Yeah. He cried like a little bitch because Luke he, took him out. He, uh, <laughs> he killed my rancor. That begs, that begs the question, what happened to Jabba's son? Yeah. I, I wonder if maybe he appeared in a, I have to look that up and have an answer for people next week. Maybe he appeared in a comic or somewhere down the line. and, and uh, maybe Should make a sitcom. Like the Star Wars Wikipedia. Maybe he's out there somewhere. Sitcom about Jabba's yeah, son. Yeah, yeah. Jabba's son living in the suburbs. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's like, ooh, bring me the mail. Ha, 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 ha. 
Right. I don't know. Yeah, he has some weird shit. You know, that could be. You know. Yeah. And the, I don't even know what to. I, I don't even know how to follow that. <laughs> you can't. Jabba's son. Yeah. In sitcom. But uh, Star Wars: The Clone Wars, man. I, you know this this movie kicked off the show, and we got uh, five great seasons. Yeah, showed on um, on the Cartoon Network, and yeah, and it was really only kind of. Uh, live, it, it was not really canceled because it didn't do well. It canceled because of the pending sell at the time for uh, to Disney. You know, um, it, it, we know that now. At the time, Cartoon Network used the excuse that the show was too expensive, blah, blah, blah. And then at the time, Filoni had, and people mentioned that there were six or seven other episodes that were animatronic you know, stage that never got finished. Um, and we all wondered why. Then about a year or so later, oh, guess what? Disney's buying Star Wars. Now we know why they canceled it. Yeah, and uh, of course they were able to retain the rights and get them back, and from from the Cartoon Network and everything, and were able to do the lost episodes on Netflix, which were originally a Netflix deal because Disney Plus didn't exist at the time, and we got those. Uh, what was that about seven or eight episodes in the lost season? I can't remember right. Yeah, and then we got the final season a couple years ago on Disney Plus that uh, gave us about another eight or nine episodes, and uh, those were some of the best episodes ever made. Those final ones. We got to see, we got answers to what happened to Ahsoka and Darth Maul during Revenge of the Sith. We got answers to how Qui-Gon Jinn became a Force ghost. A lot, a lot of answers were in those Clone Wars episodes if you haven't seen them as to, uh, and you're wondering some stories about Star Wars. And of course, we were introduced to Ahsoka Tana throughout the saw and watched her character grow. And then she would show up again in Star Wars Rebels a few years later. Um, well, Rebels aired before the final season of Clone Wars, but y'all don't want to be yeah. And then uh, now she's got her own live action show on uh, Disney Plus with a few more episodes ago. Man. And, and it's cool, man. I, uh, you know, after after the Clone Wars was over, I uh, thought that was it for Star Wars, you know. And uh, then Disney bought them, and now we're getting all these really cool stories. And, and I've said this before. I know it sounds like a broken record. Just give me all the Star Wars. I'm not one of those fans that's going to complain or bitch about too much. I might say I don't like something as much, but. Very rarely do I ever knock Star Wars too hard. You know, I just I enjoy it. It's my favorite universe, and um, you know, even though I was didn't like Andor all that much, I'm not going to knock it. And I'll still watch season two when it comes out. Oh, mostly because those last three episodes were so good that I okay, I got to see what happens next. You know? A lot of buildup. I mean, we know Cassian ends up on uh, was it Corellia or not Corellia or on Coruscant? Mm-hmm. Was it Coruscant at the beginning of Rogue One? Huh. I can't remember. I thought it was Coruscant. Yeah, and he definitely one of those joining, planets. Joining Jyn Erso and dying in a fire explosion on the beach. <laughs> so you know, we know not a bad way to go. No. Fire explosion. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, we know what's going to happen to him. I'm still watching, but uh, I'm a, I'm glad we finally got here with Ahsoka and it's finally airing. And I can't wait till next Tuesday night to watch the next episode. And uh, and I think it's cool that they are releasing them on Tuesday nights at uh, eight o'clock our time because when you do the midnight streaming thing. You know, you got different people watching different times. You know, now you know it's going to air at night. It kind of becomes an event like regular television because you know most of your friends are going to probably watch it that night. You know, so yeah, it's kind of cool if they're doing that. Um, but Star Wars: Clone Wars is a good animated film. Ahsoka now airing on Disney Plus. Uh, watch it if you have not already. Yeah, dude, get into it. Um, so we roll into September, and uh, we're going to kick things off. With a, a pretty fun Western movie. Um, maybe not a, I'd say it's a classic, but maybe not a classic in the sense of the good and the bad and the ugly or Once Upon a Time in the West or the true all time classics. It's more Rio yeah, Bravo. Yeah, it's more yeah. of a guilty pleasure modern classic. I, would, I think it's fair to say. And it stars a Amelia Estevez, Kiefer Southern, and Lou Diamond Phillips. And that is in 1988's Young Guns. Can't go north because Murphy's got men coming out of Fort Sumner. He can't go south because he's got Brady coming in. East is no good because he's got John Kenny coming up now. Let's dance. Regulators! Let's settle up! Those are just boys. They want them over 21. We don't have a lot of fun now. All I see are hired thieves. Get off my property. You were supposed to serve 11 warrants and expose the ring. Instead, you went out on a rampage. Get ready for heaven. Lotto, talk like that. 
Objection, Your Honor. The governor's revoked your deputization power. You're now wanted by the legitimate law as well as those outside the law. You're being hunted by troops. Bonnie is believed to be the captain of a deputized gang. Billy the Kid, huh? The governor's put a $200 bounty on your head. Ain't easy having pals. This movie tells the story of Billy the Kid and his posse as a rage terror against the Old West in the uh, early uh, or late 1800s, early 1900s. And, uh, and this has always been a fun, guilty pleasure Western movie. You know, uh, maybe it doesn't tell history to the truest sense of the word, but mm-hmm. but you can't sit back. You can't help but sit back and just watch this movie with a grin. You know, it's a very 80s feel to it. You know, very. Oh, very, yeah. But it's a fun movie. You know, Emilio Estevez is fun as Billy the Kid and. It's been a while since I've watched this. I'm kind of looking forward to rewatching it, talking about it on the show next week. I remember liking Emilio Estevez in the movie, and and uh, I can't wait to watch it either. I, I think it's going to be a fun revisit, retrospective, and you know we're going to have a lot of fun with it. Yeah, it'll be a good it'll be a good kickoff to September as we uh, do some fun movies and get ready for Halloween horrors and, and our um, closing out and getting ready to close out the year with a bunch of good movies. So it'll be yeah. A fun. But um, until then, then next time, uh, the RubberRadioPodcast.com is your website for all your Rubber Radio needs and all the app links are there, as always, and our social media. And uh, look for that to follow us so you don't miss a thing. And, and as always, we thank everybody for listening and supporting us. And um, that's all we've got this week. So until next time, this has been Mark. This has been Matt. Remember, as always, just go, just go there and do it.